Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place. Especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. Traditions versus innovation. Every time I think of the word tradition, I think of the the song from Fiddler on the Roof, the Tevye sings, tradition, tradition. It's the value of traditions, and it's true. Traditions have great value. They anchor us in a faith community. They anchor us in parts of the story of our faith. They are wonderful things to do. They can be part of the rituals, part of the uh, way of moving through the, the year within our faith community and keep them, do them, all of that kind of thing. I, when I think of some of the, the traditions I have cherished throughout my life as a, from childhood up on up, they're very valuable, very, very meaningful. Christmas Eve, going to, uh, when I was a child, it was the 11 o'clock church service. So that by the time the service got done, it was Christmas Day. And in my family, uh, we all went, even as little kids, we went to the 11 o'clock Christmas Eve service and came home. And by the time we got home, somehow or another, Santa had been there and there were gifts around the tree which hadn't been there before we left. Found out later how that happened. It was either dad would hustle home when he was supposedly ushering or grandma and grandpa would come by and take care of that for us. Some of those kinds of things. So, But it was a beautiful tradition mostly because I loved going to that Christmas Eve service. And nowadays... Uh, candlelight and all of the singing and things that went along with that service. Another tradition that was very meaningful to me growing up was on Easter, going to the early service, the sunrise service, and there was a, a very large cross on the um, back of the chancel and uh, on Good Friday that cross would be veiled with a black cloth and on Easter Sunday, as the lights came on, as the sun was just beginning to rise in the morning and that cloth was lowered, that cross was now not just a regular cross, but it was covered in lily blossoms, a cross of lilies. And so the, yeah, obviously I remember those things and they're very important to me. And there are traditions within every faith community, every faith about how we do things within your own family. Those are wonderful things. Uh, keep them, honor them, cherish them. But, <laughs> and there's always that but, you know, 
be open to the possibility of some new things, new ways of seeing that tradition, maybe some uh, new additions to that tradition, new songs, new music to add to the, uh, the seasons, because there are people who write new music, new songs for uh, the specific times within a faith community, if it is your faith that has music involved with it. There are new ways of expressing that faith. Uh, there are congregations now I know of. Uh, this was not possible where I grew up because it was wintertime. Uh, and when uh, Easter came around, it was often still very cold and could be a lot of snow outside yet. Um, but many congregations in other parts of the country start their sunrise service out in a church cemetery if the congregation has a cemetery and then move from the cemetery into the worship space. Um, that's the tradition. Uh, there are other traditions. There are traditions that we um, started about honoring people who have passed in the congregation, a time called All Saints Sunday. But that was something new for the congregation. They had never done that before. Uh, a way of remembering and giving people a chance to remember those who had um, passed away during the year or veterans or other people uh, in the life of that community. And, and not just on All Saints, but at other particular times, uh, celebrating other festivals that don't necessarily fall on the days when you normally have worship. Um, within Christianity, one of them is Epiphany. Epiphany is always January 6th, and in um, the Eastern Orthodox churches, that's Christmas, whenever it is. But for Western Christians, that's just a day. And if it falls on a Sunday, we will honor it, but other times we don't. And so there's the possibility of creating a tradition, innovating something new bringing in a new tradition to start within a faith community. Um, when there are things for, uh, whether it's a baptism or other uh, life markings along the way in a person's life within a congregation, uh, there are ways to honor that and create new traditions, to innovate on that. One of the things that has come in new for many Christian congregations is that when someone is baptized, whether it's an infant or a, a child or an adult, uh, whatever age that may be, um, part of it is they may be given a candle. A candle is a way of saying, this is your uh, spiritual birthday, your faith birthday. And to honor that time as much as we honor the physical birthday. So there are ways to be innovative uh, with the things that are part of our traditions, as well as to honor the old traditions. But every old tradition had a time when it was new. One of the things that I always kind of smile about and chuckle about is when people start talking about the hymns. The, the music sung during worship service. And 
uh, I'm part of the Lutheran Church, and so we have a a, a rich tradition of singing uh, during worship. But uh, there are longtime favorites that people have. Uh, Great. We will continue to sing them. But sometimes people then are not terribly receptive, shall I say, to new pieces, to those who are faithful people now writing new pieces of music. And there's some beautiful pieces. You know, the ones that are the old-time favorites, something like Amazing Grace. There was a time when that hymn did not exist. So to say that's a a favorite, that's a, a hymn we have to continue to sing, yes, we can continue to sing it. But to remember there was a time when people had to learn that just as much as they may need to learn a new piece of music. And it can become a new favorite. There are some of those pieces that have become favorites of mine as well. Some of the newer music that, um, you know, it, it's been written within the last 50 years. So it's new, it's innovative, it's different. It's not the old kind of music. And that's okay. That's okay. So there are ways to bring in the new as well as keep the old and the cherished. Yes, think about that with your own faith and your own congregation. Think about and maybe even sit down with people and um, do a, a session with uh, whoever would want to show up and say, okay, what are the traditions in this congregation that you most cherish, that are most meaningful to you? What are some things that used to be done years ago that we aren't doing now? You know, find out about those things. See what people miss that hasn't been done for a while. Um, and then see what they may have experienced someplace else that they say, you know, that was kind of neat. Because people, if they go visit or have family members in another congregation or another denomination, Uh, might see something there that they would like to try and bring into the congregation where you're at. And so it's good to be open to those things, to hear about them, to learn about them, to, to be welcoming to those kinds of faith traditions as well. And, you know, celebrate the traditions. Uh, Celebrate all the things that have always been. Um, it might include the way the building looks, the colors that are there, uh, the inside of the sanctuary or whatever. But it's always important to remember all of those different kinds of traditions as to what's going on. But don't forget, in the midst of that, that there's always a possibility of bringing in something new. There are going to be people as they grow up, as they come in from outside into being part of your faith community that have different ideas, different experiences, and that's okay. And I'm going to tell you one other story here. There's a congregation I know of where some of the members of the congregation came to the pastor one day and said, 
we'd like to bring some art into the congregation and during a certain part of the year and uh, or some ideas about how to do this. And the pastor was, well, okay, what does that look like and what does that mean? Because he, you know, he didn't know what he might be getting. But it turns out there were some really good artists in that congregation. There was music. There were, was somebody who could paint. There were people who did uh, other kinds of craft type things that brought that kind of artwork into, and it became incorporated into the worship space and incorporated into the worship experience during a, a certain period of time within that year. And it, uh, I had the experience of being there for at least one of those services, and it was just beautiful to see the creativity. The, they had something very creative outside of their um, building that was um, definitely an art piece of artwork, but it gave a statement of faith as well. It wasn't just art for the sake of art. It had a statement of faith in the midst of it. And it was uh, really a very beautiful experience to see the skills and the abilities that were in that congregation, which would never have come out, never have been shared if it hadn't been for a few people saying, you know, we know of some people here who have some real gifts. Can we try something? And the pastor was open to trying it. So if you've got people who are saying, you know, we'd really like to try something, you know? Think about it, hear about it, and maybe, maybe, yes, allow that possibility of that to be tried. You might be starting a new tradition, and it's certainly worth allowing people in the faith community to be able to express their faith in new and different ways. That's always valuable. Um, and, you know, in keeping and in tasteful ways, that's always very valuable. So think about the traditions. Find out what they all are, especially when you're new to a congregation. Find out what those traditions are, uh, preferably before the worship service where they're going to be done and that you're supposed to be doing something that you have no clue about. But then that's a whole nother story. But, uh, you know, um, find out what those cherished traditions are but also open the possibility to bringing in some new pieces to that, new aspects of it, even something totally brand new. So it's a way to, you know, let other people have their halos shine. So from the tilted halo to all of you, God's peace and God's blessings, until we meet again. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. 
see you on the next episode.